Hey guys, welcome back. Ali here, and I'm here with Rahaf, and we oh, are me. on this podcast journey of adventure and intrigue and controversy, and we're loving it. So the last one you probably heard was us uh, doing this whole thing with the red flags and uh, what things are and aren't red flags. So interesting enough, a lot of the things that we concluded to or came to the conclusion of was that it's communication. It's, mm-hmm. it's out of communication or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of our topic of today, talking about the importance of communication and healthy relationships or how communication can build healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. I so, read a quote the mm-hmm. other day and, it, and I just stared at it. I was like, wow. If a relationship felt too good to be true, believe it because that's what a healthy relationship feels like. And I was like, Yes. Yes. Um, and I have a lot of friends that I tell. I'm like, guys, you know, you know, you complain about meeting somebody and it's boring. I'm like, it's not boring. A, he- a healthy relationship or a-, a healthy partner is someone who brings you peace. But that's what we mistake for boredom. Exactly. When you have been in so many toxic relationships, exactly. you even in friendships. Yep. You Same know what thing. I mean? So. I wouldn't blame anyone that would mistake boredom with peace. It takes a journey. It is a journey. It oh, takes yes. a long time for you to make that distinction. No, for, and one of my friends very rightfully gave an example. He goes, Ali, you know, if you've been raised in a house that's on fire all the time, yeah. you, you look for a firework factory because that's what you think is a relationship, not someone who is peace yeah, yeah, or yeah. brings Absolutely. peace to the situation. So so I think, I think there's a lot to be said of even what is a healthy relationship. And I, you know, I, I put down some notes before we started. And you know, defining healthy relationships, a couple of words that popped up are trust, respect, empathy, mm-hmm. and communication. These and, are know, basics. But see, the basics, and you know, when, all my friends know that I always say trust and respect is the foundation and everything gets built on, on top of that. And you know, even I with these four. I would add safety. Well, with trust and respect, that's the, the foundation layer and then safety. But safety comes for, for me, yeah. safety comes first because it's, a, it's the strong foundation of feeling safe. That will lead to trust and res- to trust, well, not respect. See, but when, when, you, to when trust. you feel safety, you're feeling the trust and you're feeling the respect. You feel connected. Exactly. And mm. so, well, if we look at these guys as building blocks, you mm-hmm. know, the two or three or four of them, and then we talk about building relationships on top of these. You know, essential problem, I guess, is that if these don't exist or if we ignore these to chase the fireworks and whatnot and, oh, there was a spark. I'm like, guys, you know, a spark is a biological reaction for you to mate with somebody. That's that's the spark that you feel. You know, if you're looking for a long term, healthy relationship, you're supposed to feel comfortable. You're supposed to feel at peace. You're supposed to feel at ease. You're supposed to feel both. Well, you're supposed to feel supported. You don't sacrifice all of that for the spark. You have all of that as foundational and then you can build an adventure on top of it also, right? But this goes back to what type of people you, for example, are. Hmm. But you know, let's, let's, if, we, if we talk about communication. I could see where this episode is going. Yes, yes. <laughs> if, we, if we talk about communication, yes. you know, how significant is it to a relationship? Oh my God. Let's start with that. How significant is it? Is it a small piece, big like piece, medium if piece? If there's, let's say, top 10 list, it would be above number one. Above number one. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, but here's my question to you, because whenever I say this, what I'm about to say, I get mixed feedback. 
Mm-hmm. I believe, I'm a huge believer, that big topics should be discussed before getting in a relationship. Big topics like expectations, mm-hmm. future plans, mm-hmm. kids or no kids, um, space, me time, quality time, love languages, mm-hmm. fight languages, investments, whatever it is, yeah. intimacy, what do you do when you are not emotionally well, how do you express that, that, that big topics, family, friends, yeah, but see, then get into a relationship. Look, I, I, I agree with you. And, you know, so uh, no and we're, surprises. We're, we're on the same page on this. But what I've always found is people f- don't figure out when to have that conversation. You know, hey, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Ali. Let's go on a date. So I Which have a date? survey for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> here, no, no, here, here's a QR code with a Google form link. Please fill this form. It, it will take you 15 to 20 minutes, depending on how much thought you put into it. I mean, it's. I mean, not it, on first date. That's that's. Come on, Yannick. You know, so where at what point um, do you throw this in? Because it depends how connected point, you are with the person. Well, see, now that's a double-edged sword, right? I'm just playing devil's advocate. At the Let's moment. do that because I've had this. I've had these conversations with many of my friends. It's double-edged sword. So, what exactly is going on in that scenario? That wait a second, I'm getting to know this person. I don't want to freak them out. Okay, I think I like this person. Things are getting serious. But you now, just. I don't want to scare them off. But you just said the script. That's exactly what communication is. To open your cards, be okay with your vulnerability. Hey, listen, dude, I think I'm having a bit of feelings for you. Or I feel that this could go somewhere. And I am freaking out to freak you out when I say this. But I do have some things that I would like to discuss with you just to make sure there would be no surprises in the future and that we're heading somewhere mutual. Yeah. But I could be as, ob- as, as clear and honest like this. I'm scared because I think it might freak you out. I hope not. But these things have to be discussed. So okay. you don't come one day and say, oh, I don't want kids. Who but ni- I thought you want kids. Who initiates this conversation, the guy or the girl? It doesn't matter. Ooh, <laughs> I can tell you a mountain, a mountain is on the side of the girls will not initiate this conversation. I would. And the guy side would be I like, would because I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste see. his time. And I don't want to be wasting my energy with someone who's going to suck away my energy just because let's see where this goes. I have no time for that. I agree with you 100%. Unfortunately, that's not where I see everybody else moving in. I feel everybody that I've talked to who, well, first, they're not even talking. The, the handful <laughs> who do talk, oh, not to each what other. What do you mean? Not they're not talking. I mean, they're not talking about this. <laughs> And they're not even talking to each other about this. They're talking to me about this. And, and literally, so many conversations, I'm like, guys, uh, why don't you talk to your significant Have other? Have you heard about boundaries? Why are you talking to me? No, bro, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm worried I'll scare her off. Oh, my God. I'm like, yeah. Well, one, you should set a boundary. What, I are, you, what are you looking for? Well, you know, they come to me as a safe space to kind of vent I hope and they're voice hearing out. this. Oh, they're definitely hearing this. I, Stop my, my doing people, that. My people are hearing it. <laughs> They, they know where my boundaries are and they, they're very kind and respect them. But, but yeah. the, the issue is that, you know, I think it's not just about the conversation. It's also about getting people to have the conversation. They're in this pre-honeymoon of the honeymoon of the honeymoon phase where they're so busy to impress each other. The you know, biggest conversation Where's that is... flag when we need it? The biggest conversation is, oh, do you think she's going to like this cologne or this cologne? I'm like... That's okay. Like, We're not going to belittle can, anything can we, here. Can we move past? Aren't you guys past this part yet? Like, no. You've been, that's you've been the dating thing for I six months. On. We, should, we should not be past that. 
I feel or I think <laughs> mm-hmm. and I know for a fact that my next relationship is going to feel like a honeymoon all the time. But does that mean on a honeymoon you wouldn't get any disagreements or you wouldn't want some space for yourself yeah, or yeah. you wouldn't be in a heated argument the way we were talking about it in the last episode? We will. But the respect is there, trust is there, empathy, empathy is there. So why not be on a honeymoon for the rest of your life? But I have you're not being realistic. You create your own honeymoon by communicating. Oh, my Lord. It's a big topic. It's a big topic. Actually, when I say wait, honeymoon, you know I'm you know not saying me, the, the... No, I hear you. No, I'm, let me correct myself. It's not, I don't think it's a big topic. I think it's really simple. I met couples like but, that. But, but I think it's just become a big thing to do because there's this resistance to do it. And that's why I think it's big. If you think about it... Is it resistance, Ali, or is it because so many people are in already... I don't want to call all of them toxic relationships, just relationships that are not serving them. Yes. They keep running running through them, waiting for perfect. And because it has been growing a lot, we see a lot of relationships like this, so it became common. I think, yeah. So I feel that we should start not take those kind of relationships as... um, a metric mm-hmm. and it just because it we have so many relationships or so many people doing this doesn't yeah. mean it's right you know what, I, what i'm going no, i hear this. you i hear you on so, that i agree i'm not disagreeing but i think i think pe- well uh, i think there's a couple of key components first i don't think people understand the importance of communication they do but just they don't want to do the work well, if you're going to be lazy in a relationship and if you're going to put up with somebody who's lazy in their relationship with you. But that comes with pain. Then well, let's let's put things trouble. as they are on the table. Working on yourself, going to therapy, healing is a painful and lonely journey. Yep. And people, not all of them are, I don't want to say equipped, but they're not everyone is ready to go on that journey because in their minds, I can go dancing, I could go clubbing, I could go do this, and it's fine, I'll be fine, no one's gonna die from a heartbreak, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah. If one person in, in a household decided to break that pattern and do the work, eventually they're going to have some influence around them. What I'm trying to say is, it's not, I don't think it's laziness, it's more of fear, fear of what could go wrong fear of what they would feel in terms of pain, mm-hmm. uh, fear of losing a lot of people in your life. What if I did the work and then I lose the people, the person I love? All of those thoughts that you get. So some people avoid therapy or some people genuinely think that therapy is a waste of time and money and energy. So I don't think it's laziness. I think it's the narrative around doing so the work. So it's fear. It is fear. It's just fear. But if you think about everything, is there's a fear behind yeah, it. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, cir- circling back to, um, you know, communication and relationships. What do you think? You know, um, what do you think are the important factors of effective communication? Like, what what is comprehension? Effective? So understanding <laughs> and clarity. Communicating Good. and comprehension. Timing. Because sometimes important. you could say the right thing in the wrong time. Ah, you're right. I like that. I like that. I think that actually has to do with empathy also. If you can understand and feel where the other person is, you will know when the right time is. Emotional intelligence. So emotional intelligence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Active listening. Oof. Actually, you know what? Talking about active listening. (laughs) Talking about active listening. So 
active listening is when I'm here with you and I could hear what you're not saying. One, two, not assuming things. I would ask clarifying questions. Um, active listening is combining the heart and the mind together. Like you two have a mission to make sure that this person is feeling heard and mm -hmm. supported. Mm -hmm. And you two see what you're going to be a team, the heart and the mind. Um, most importantly is literally, I say that a lot, but I, I, I genuinely mean it, is having a safe space, no judgments, no assumptions, no jumping to conclusions or no rushing to give any kind of advice. Active listening is you just holding listening space. and holding space mm -hmm. unless and only unless that person said, what do you think I should do? or what do you think, then it would be your turn to talk. You don't over talk or overstep anyone's sentence. You don't say, oh, I'm so happy that you mentioned that, but let me tell you when that happened to me. You don't uh -huh. go and share your own. These are the people you don't share with. This goes back to- Backing experiences when uh, someone is sharing something. Yeah, I always talk about Brene Brown when or, it comes to these things. The yeah. people you do not share your shame with. I'll post a link to that video. Uh, that's what active listening is. Yeah. If someone is sharing something, especially your partner, um, having, oh, active listening is also part of reading their body language. Mm -hmm. If I'm having a great day and I could tell that my partner is not, I will not go and share my bad, a great day with him. I'll hold the space for him. And okay, he had a bad day. That's active listening or visual listening, whatever you want to call it. Just be a good partner. I like that. I like that. And I think you're right on all of those points. I think they're very important. For the people who are struggling, how do you overcome um, barriers to communication? So struggling with what? There's a level of a struggle. So give me an example. Struggling with anxiety, self-esteem, depression. Just, just don't. I'm talking about just not talking to your significant other. Just not, you know, so sharing struggling with conversations. Communication. Yes. Barriers to just communicating better. Mm. How, okay, let me rephrase it. How do you become an active listener? I know my answer to that. Being an active listener or a good communicator requires you to unlearn a lot of things. Stop doing things the way you used to because if you're struggling to convey a message or to feel understood, in a relationship, most likely you are not articulating your needs properly and just focusing on the heated stuff like arguing and yelling and breaking and that, you don't get me, mm -hmm. and nothing is solved. So you're, I, two things. One, work on your level of awareness. What am I doing wrong? And it's okay to do things wrong. At the end of the day, we are all work in progress. I don't care yes. if you've done therapy or not, we are all work in progress because you can never tell where a trigger is coming from. Mm -hmm. Agreed. <laughs> you know? So that would be one. Always just leave space to work on yourselves. The second one is, um, what did I want to say? L work on yourselves, the struggling part. There was a very important thing I wanted to say. See, Dory, memory. <laughs> um, I'll get to it, but what was it? 
So we're talking about how yeah, to become a things, more active how to listener. Become more active listener. I'll get to it. I forgot. No worries. I can no blank. Worries. But um, that goes back to the point I made in the beginning. Make sure you are with someone who knows how to communicate. You can read if a person is a good mm-hmm. communicator or not by watching and observing that person with yeah. um, someone who provides services. Someone who is, I don't know, um, on his bad day. How does he communicate? Does he, he or she, but I, because I'm a woman, I always refer to a he. Um, How does he come to me with bad news? Or do they just shut down and isolate? Absolutely. So you can tell if someone is a good communicator. How does he share news or updates? Or how does he talk about his family and wins and, and failures? I saw something the other day and it was so impressive. A guy told his fiance, who do you think I am? Am I your LinkedIn? So you just come to me with your wins and achievements and leave <laughs> your struggles behind? And I just yep. laughed. So you can tell if but, someone but in, is a good in, communicator. In with some those relationships, things. it's the other way. You you only get dumped with the the problems. But that's not just the communicator's fault. That's the other person. Where are your boundaries? Yes. Yes. So. I think it's, a, it's a big topic. Yes. Like I could talk yeah, about yeah. this for so. Mm, I really want to remember what I wanted so, to say. So I'll do that. But one, anyway. one of the things while you're remembering, one of the things that I always talk about, and th- interestingly enough, this model comes out of data communication. So you know, uh, and, and to simplify it, we, there's there's four components for effective data communication. There's a sender, a receiver. You got to mm. have a sender. You got to have a receiver, and then there's two things in the middle. Outcome. You have, no, you have to have a channel. You okay. have to have a channel of communication. Yes. For example, I can be a sender, you're a receiver, so that's two covered. The channel could be, I'm sending a text, mm-hmm. I'm sending a voice note, I'm talking to you in person with, with, with audio or sign language, so there's a channel. And the third thing is language. We have to have a common language. So if, if I'm gonna speak in a language that you don't understand, I've got the sender, the receiver, the channel. If the language doesn't match, communication doesn't work. Mm. So all of these four have to be in alignment for it to effectively work. And as simple as that sounds, as soon as I look at this with people, it's the same. You have a person talking, but you don't have a person listening, so you don't have a receiver. You know, you have a person talking in a medium that the other person does not understand how to use. You have a person talking and talking in a language, and I'm not talking about like English Arabic, I'm talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. talking in, a, in, in trying to communicate what is going on or how they're feeling in a way that the other person is not understanding. And then there's frustration, like, okay, well, I didn't want to try communicating in the first place, and now that I tried, it's not effective. So it's not just a matter of communicating, but it's a matter of effective communicating. So the active listener... And having all the factors in place. Exactly. So the active listener is definitely one part of it. But from the sender's perspective, I think vulnerability is very important. You need to be ready to be vulnerable, to share things, and trust in the other person to receive those things and not mock you or not laugh at you or one-up you with, oh, I have a worse story than that Mm -hmm, type mm -hmm. of situation. And I think what you said earlier is very, very true. People show you who they are. Yeah. Just look. Yeah, yeah, that's You can see how they interact with other people and you can extrapolate what sort of communicator this person is, sender and receiver, with how they are in their other relationships and other people that are in and around their lives. But again, going back to our previous podcast, you know, if you already recognize things that are red flags and bad communication, don't magically assume you're going to fix it. You know, and I think, and I hate to say this, 
I think an early exit strategy in some cases is smart. Not too early. Why do you hate to say this? No, I hate to say this because people think, oh, you didn't give it a chance. I'm like, no, I'm talking about giving it a chance, but I'm not talking about spending a year in but, a relationship. That's, that's, that's not giving a chance. experience speaks. And if you're not yes. going to trust your intuition based on an experience that you had. Um, the other day I saw something that you don't, I don't have trust issues. I can recognize patterns. Yes. There's a huge difference. So in that case, if you are in a place or a level that you can recognize patterns and you can recognize what do you not want, yes. I might I might be okay with not knowing what I want in a relationship, but I know for a fact what I do not want. Yes. If I smell it or see it, it's gone. It's gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. But speaking of a channel of a, of communication, there's one thing I would really want us to talk about. Mm -hmm. Big topics. On WhatsApp. Oh. I think I think it's interesting. I think it's very interesting that WhatsApp or you know the texting. The, I'm against the, the communication medium that it has provided. I've seen it work both ways, right? And I'll, and I'll talk about both. The 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 first way I've seen it not work. Most of the time, I don't see it work effectively. Is because there is so much in body language, in tone, in interaction. You know, you can see the other person just by looking at their face and looking at their eyes that how deeply they are concerned about an issue. These things do not reflect in a text and message. And it's a two-way thing when you are yes, just like this. Yes, very much so. And most importantly, no one is in control of anyone. Yes. When I'm having a big topic or a big discussion on a big topic through WhatsApp, any either of us could block, stop replying, yes. or ghost, or say, fuck this shit, excuse yeah. Yeah. my French or whatever someone is always in control yes. but when we're having that it's much better and you have oh, a better sure. opportunity or chance sure. to calm things down because i don't want to be having a big topic on whatsapp with someone caps locking me i'll caps no, lock you no, 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 <laughs> you no. know what i mean no there um, no i i think for most there's no human touch no, for most significant conversations yeah. whatsapp and texting is the wrong channel you know and i have very few and I'm going to mention this because, you know, I know the person who's listening. In a very few small handful situations, I know people who have anxiety and they struggle with having serious uh, discussions in person because they're, they're very fearful of the confrontational nature of the conversation that might occur. And they find that little bit of safety in opening that conversation in WhatsApp. And I've seen it. Had I not seen it, you know, with some very close friends, I would have hardcore stuck with no serious conversations on whatsapp it should be a rule and none of this fighting and argumentative you don't understand what's going on a small situation gets very quickly blown out of proportion so overall i agree with you i think whatsapp is not the place for these type of conversations mm -hmm. and quite frankly if you can't sit in the same room face to face with a person have these difficult conversations you shouldn't be in a relationship well because people when they when when i say people in relationships mm -hmm. The thing that most of them are stuck with, which I used to fall guilty, is me and you versus each other, instead of me and you versus the problem or what we are talking about. 100%. So it becomes like a war. 100%. And then people would just go and three years back, you said this and you said that, I compromised this for you, I Ooh, lost that for no, you. No, and no, it no. then what happens is that the conversation goes from one place to another and then a bigger problem gets created and boom. Well, then it, it's not a conversation anymore. You, you've been collecting ammunition over the but years. that's most of the... Uh, you've been collecting ammunition to have a fight. That's it. I mean, I have friends, very close friends, and sometimes I'm talking and we get into a, you know, a heated discussion 
And then I pause and, and then I smile. They're like, why are you smiling? I'm like, you realize we're not on the opposite sides of this discussion. We're on the same sides. Mm. Just because we're sitting on the opposite sides of the table doesn't mean it. So let me help you. I'm on your side. Would you like to come back to your side? <laughs> because I'm on your side. And the only reason we're having this is to improve whatever that situation is that you're going through. I'm not against you on it. Why do you, by default, put me on the other side of the table? But that's kind of like our knee-jerk reaction. We've been, we've been brought up in a world where you have to be defensive. You have to hold your ground with whatever is going on around you. I am very known to be defensive when I speak about things. Mm -hmm. I've worked a lot about toning down <laughs> when I'm talking or discussing or whatever, but I've also realized that sometimes it's, it's coming from a place of passion or a place of, what is the right word for it? Like I don't get defensive just for the sake of defenses, defensiveness. It's because of passion. So I got that. It, yes. I get that. So yes, I do get yes. defensive. But the defensive part is when you're trying to communicate something with someone and they get defensive as resistance. Yes. They lock it. They mm -hmm. block it. So there's a line between this and that. I'm really tired of telling people to go to therapy. So how about we try to give them some tips mm -hmm. on, you've mentioned something very important, which is the fear of confrontation. Yes. So you're, you're very good in this. What would you advise someone who is afraid to confront? Leave anxiety on the side. They're not people with yep. anxiety. Yep. They're just people who brought up as, you know, who I'm talking about. Tips. I think the first thing that you need to do is establish ground rules. You, you sit for a conversation and you say, listen, we need to have a conversation. There's been something on my mind that has, you know, something's been rubbing me the wrong way. But before we get in there, I want you and me to agree that this is a safe space. We will not raise our voices to each other. We will not get defensive of just trying to prove that I am right or you are right or, who has, or you are wrong or whatever it is. And, and you will give me the opportunity to honestly hear me out. That's the person who is afraid of confronting? This is the, yes. This person is the person who needs to pre Make a move. Have, the, yeah, have this pre-conversation okay. before the actual conversation. Because this lets the other person know that, oh, wait a second. This is a serious talk. This is not just something I'm supposed to mm. jump and fight. Oh, okay. I didn't realize how important this was to you. This is what the guys, this is the, the other person is going to think. I didn't realize how, how important it's in their head, well, how important this was for you. I didn't realize that you, you get um, worried about having a conversation. I, you know, these are all realizations that the receiver didn't have. Mm. So if you set it up and say that, look, this is how it's going to work. And you say that, look, if at any point in this conversation, if I feel that voices are getting raised with no disrespect, I will step back because I don't want to engage in a conversation like that with you. And all of this is coming from a place of care and love. And I've had some very difficult conversations with my, with my very close friends about stuff that was doing, the stuff that they were doing was stupid wrong level type of stuff. There is no discussion. There, there, no, like. there is no debate about the wrong that they were doing. There's mm -hmm. no debate. But in their mind, it was right. And I've approached almost the same way. And I said, look, this is coming. If I didn't care about you as a friend, I wouldn't have this conversation. I would let you do stupid shit your life. Not my problem. But because I'm coming from somebody who cares about you, I think this is an important conversation to have. This is a safe space. The conversation does not leave this room. I will not take it outside. There is no judgment. 
but I need you to hear me out on my perspective on what's going on that I'm observing. And after this, you feel like doing whatever, continue. But that's because you're a very good communicator. Yes. Now you're saying that, and in my head, I would be someone who is not comfortable to be, to confront, he wouldn't say that. No, so he will keep avoiding and ignoring no, no. and avoiding so, and so, ignoring. Yeah, so what, look, you gotta you gotta step up because if you ignore and avoid, it builds up. Yeah, and and I know a lot of people who have left relationships because they're too afraid to have conversations. They've literally found it easier to leave relationships. Just, just you know what? I'll just break up. <laughs> the, the pressure would be too high. Yeah. And and I've talked to a friend. I'm like, you broke up. Why did you break up? I'm like, that's just a conversation, and that's not even a thing. The issue is not even an issue, but you made it an issue because you weren't ready to communicate about it. So I think the fundamental thing is to to lay to to have a pre-conversation to lay out how the conversation is going to go, what the expectations are, so both parties are now on the same table, on the same uh, side, and you know there's an expectation of hey, you need to listen. Hmm. I'm not just telling you I had a bad day. This is this leveled up. We need to have different conversations. And these could be conversations about anything. This could be a couple wanting to discuss financial things, This could, which is one of the very tough things to discuss. Yeah. This could be couples wanting to discuss... Intimacy. You know, intimacy things. Again, very tough thing to discuss. Or even if they want to, for example, want to have children or when they want to have children or how many children. These are things I've seen both sides... It should have been discussed from the beginning. I, I agree with you. But, you know... <laughs> We know, we know, know that yeah, we yeah. know human nature to some extent is avoidance based, right? So if we're coming from a place of avoidance, at some point conversations need to be had, and if they're not, it gets you in trouble. Let me tell me if you agree or not. There's a quote that people keep on sharing. I have mixed feelings about it. They say that every overthinker needs to date a, a good communicator. Do you agree or not? I don't think there's necessary uh, structured pairs that exist like this. I think certain types of people work great with other types of people. I've seen highly introverted people, you know, coupled up with no, highly extroverted people. But I'm just giving people who overthink. But you know, when it, even when it comes to, for example, overthinkers or over like people who overstructure or whatever, <clears throat> I have seen all combinations work, and I have seen all combinations not work. Hmm. You know, and so why? and communication the ones who communicate work the ones who don't communicate don't work you know in 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 business there we, we have all sorts of every every few years new research and new analysis pops up you know and they say that oh you know adhds people who have adhd you know do this this and this particularly well they pair up really well as a startup founder in a company with people who can you know help with structure and organization and larger things and this is a great team okay <laughs> Could be, but not necessarily and not yeah. always. But it's, I have always, almost always found the underlining problem of when there genuinely isn't a problem, but has become one, is there wasn't any communication involved, right? So if you talk about this type and this type, it's a matter of communicating, you know? So many couples, oh my goodness, this is, this is one of my favorite examples. Uh, uh, and we do this also. Um, let's go eat. And I'm, oh. No! <laughs> Don't ask me. Don't ask me. Don't but ask. Here's, the, here's the thing. <laughs> I already gave you a heads up from the beginning of our friendship. Which is Don't fine. Don't make me choose. Which is fine. So I communicated. Which is fine. But you know, I would... I but will, I want to share another but story. But I will always still ask out of courtesy. 
And if you still come back to me and say, oh, you pick, okay, no problem, I'll pick. But I will never come from a place where I say, hey, we're Such going a here. Man, woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go and say, oh, we're going here to eat. Even though I know no, that you have told me. And but I, I want to share a story that yeah. could have went really to a bad place. But because we communicated, or I initiated a mm -hmm. communication. I don't, you're smiling. I think you know where I'm going Tell with me. this. So there was a time, I don't know when was that, a few months back. I was going through a very, not very, that would be exaggerating. But I was going through a bad time. And I, we were supposed to meet. And I sent you a message. Hey, I don't want to cancel last minute, but here's what's going on with me. We could either reschedule or yep. we could still meet. And, yep. and your reaction to that message, and I sent it to you and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But I don't want to lie. I don't want to make excuses because yep. I know that at some point with my Dory memory, there will be a day when I'll be caught up <laughs> with that lie. <laughs> oh my God. And your reaction was like, thank you for letting me know. I got you. Yeah. Let's still meet. And, yes. blah, blah, blah. and I was like, if everyone did this, like if everyone did mm -hmm. this, it, it's gonna feel uncomfortable at the beginning, but then it's gonna make things easier. It yes. will uh, strengthen the connection and yes. the bond. And no, no, from that moment forward, I don't think there has been a situation or a moment with assumptions mm -hmm. or misunderstandings, nope. disagreements. Yes. Oh yes. But no. Of course. To <laughs> me, dis dis disagreements <laughs> to me are healthy because it tells me that you are comfortable bringing <laughs> a difference of opinion to the discussion. Oh yes. Because <laughs> if you're not comfortable doing that, that means this is not a safe space. Or I could be a people pleaser. In which case, both don't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but the example, the particular example that you mentioned, and in a hundred percent, you're right. Had you not communicated, you never would have gotten the response. Mm -hmm. You know, if you or don't, maybe it would have yeah. affected our friendship. Oh, it would have because if if you had not communicated that particular situation, and you would have gone with one of your tangents, now we would be working off the tangents. Mm. You know, so the fact that you communicated it, and I gave you a straight up honest response that no problem, this, 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 we're good to go, we're good to go, and what that does is that establishes a build up on the trust, a build up on mutual respect. And now going forward, anytime this sort of situation or anything close to it, your, your brain won't but even we think we both are good communicators. Well, yes. Yeah, I'd like so, to believe that I am yes. one. No, no, you are, you are. You are. So this, this is why I'm saying Imagine it, it works well. Imagine this scenario with someone who doesn't communicate. See, this gets tough. So if, if, if this was a scenario that you had to talk to someone who doesn't communicate, well, let's swap places. If okay. I had to have this conversation with somebody, given the situation, that I know that this other person is not not maybe perhaps a good listener and may not understand there's there it would be a big decision for me to most probably not have that conversation yeah same i would have just avoided the situation through an excuse same. and I, is and it worth my energy because <laughs> because in my head and it's, it's really it's, it's really funny the questions i ask myself sometimes in my head the conversations oh if you could see the conversations in my head so funny we should have an episode on that oh, combine both voices podcast might get shut down <laughs> <laughs> no, so literally my conversation in my head would be is it worth the effort for me to try to, to explain, explain to this yes. person is this person even gonna understand where i'm coming from and no that goes to the language exactly and as soon as i go to no finish yeah yeah absolutely you know it's like have a nice day bro same 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 bye-bye but there's times where like, no, you know what? Not a problem. You know, if I'm, if I'm like, I've got friends, if I'm having a tough day, it's been a busy day. I was supposed to reach out for something. I didn't. They don't jump on me and say, hey, man, you were supposed to message. What happened? You know, end of day, bro, it's, uh, you were supposed to reach out. All okay? 
that's the sort of message I get. And I reply, I'm, I'm sorry. It just was a very long day. And, you know, I'm just, you want to talk about it? No, I'm just doing, you know. Okay, no problem. You want to you wanna meet up tomorrow or day after? Yeah, that sounds but good. But that has happened with us like a lot of times when but we this is plan good, to meet. But and this then is good communication, right? Yeah. Outside yeah, of good yeah, communication, yeah, yeah. we'll be like, look at this guy. Like, he's not even bother to text me. Like, oh, what does he think he is? And like, you know, is you trying to ghost me or whatever? But you, because we built that foundation of trust and respect, and then the, the, all the other layers are on top of it, there's not even a thought that this person is trying to be, uh, I don't want to use the word devious, manipulative. but manipulative or devious or lying okay or, or whatever. Thing. You know, uh, that doesn't occur. But this is because it's good, good communication. So I think circling back to what you can do to establish good communication is you need to take the initiative. Before you take the initiative, learn how. Exactly. <laughs> you also need to learn how to communicate. I mean, take advanced communication courses, work with a coach. I need you to have someone, not you, but I, the person who is listening. I need you to have someone to call out your bullshit. Oh, yes. Very true. Very true. And, and, and that person is, needs to be somebody. Non-biased. And, and, I, and I keep telling everybody, I'm like, you need to stop listening to the wrong people. Yeah, yeah, of course. In life, you need to listen to only... And, and my friends will be like, oh my God, he's saying it again. You only need to listen to two types of people. Just two. Content matter expert. If I want to build a rocket, I, I, want, I want to I talk to a guy who knows how to build rockets and I want to know mm -hmm. from the expert. So content matter expert. Can I just add one word yeah. before the content yeah. matter yes. expert? Credible. Well, yes, of course. I no, mean, but we just had a conversation about well, yeah, someone sharing so, content who's not credible. So, um, to, to me, that's implied. But yes, to, to, to carry on the conversation we had <laughs> offline. So, so not only just a content matter expert, but a credible, credible one. Like a legit. I can't believe legit. we have to say that now. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of bullshitters, you know. So, so a credible content matter expert, that's one. <laughs> and, you know, and the other one is someone you have implicit trust. Mm. Someone you yeah, have, and the measure of that trust is, it's, I'll tell you the simple measure. Can you tell this person good news and this person will genuinely be happy for you and, and not jealous? You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell this person bad news and they will genuinely just be there in support of you mm -hmm. and not try to fix it or one up it or any of that stuff? Like just now three people popped up. Thank yeah. you. You know, I love the, you. The, you know, these, these yeah. two things are absolutely critical. And the sure. third is, can you discuss with this person what you're thinking about how you feel your life and growth and things to be? And this person will give you true to heart, genuine advice that's good for you, independent of any other selfishness. I would subtract that from the equation for one reason. Reason. Not everyone is able to give that kind of advice no, yeah, that's fine. based on their... Maybe, you know, maybe they, maybe they can't. What, no, where they are. That's, you why know the, what I mean? that's what the first person's for, right? The content matter expert and mm -hmm. this. Because you could, you could, I have friends who come to me, very close friends, that are like, Ali, this, this, this. I'm like, bro, I don't know. I, I, I can't answer that. Yeah. You know, I can't. So I have, I have more often than not, I, and I'm very comfortable admitting I, when I don't know something. Mm -mm. And when I do know something, I say, look, in my humble opinion and my research, A, B, C. When Ali but says, in my humble opinion, it's not very humble. <laughs> <laughs> what can I tell Thumbs you? Thumbs up if what you agree. I, what can I tell you? There's, there's <laughs> a, uh, now, now that we're dropping pearls of wisdom, there you go. audience, listen up. There's the right way. There's and the there's wrong Ali's way, way. And then there's Ali's way. <laughs>
you know yeah. and then what was the other thing this other thing i really liked uh, i don't use it that often um the best way to learn is from somebody else's mistakes so you don't make those mistakes the mm -hmm. second best way to learn is from your own mistakes and the best best way like ali don't make the mistakes oh. <laughs> too much <laughs> too much too soon <laughs> no but going back to what you said circling back um you know the, the, the important factors of communication you need to build that skill set you need to be able to create that space i've got um you know a very close friend of mine i was talking to just an interesting discussion and, and I've known this friend for you know maybe six-ish plus years and I was telling this friend I'm like uh, I got a question for you like what and I'm like in all the years we've known each other we never had a fight yeah I know who you're talking about yeah yeah we never had a fight <laughs> and I'm like but you've had a fight with everybody that you know in six years mm. yeah I'm like, and you never wonder why we never had a fight now that I think of it, I don't know why have we never had a fight. I'm like, because we communicate. It, wow. It become, it's a discussion. It's a difference of opinion. And, it's a, and even, even when it's a hard difference of opinion where I'd be like, are you stupid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, not, it's not taken to heart that Ali called me stupid. It's taken to heart that, ah, oh, shit, I did something dumb. And now Ali's going to say, hey, look at it from this perspective. Or, did you think about this or did you think about this? You know, because at the end of the day, if I care for you, why would I want you to go through a bad situation? Why would I want you to go through a terrible experience to learn if I can save you? When you say it like that. And I can save you from that terrible experience because I had learned it from the hard some way. Some people don't have that narrative in their oh. minds. The other day, a friend of mine came to me and said um, that she just blew over her boyfriend, like screaming, yelling. She was like, I don't care. I went toxic. But the back, uh, the back story of that is that she was trying to communicate frustrations, things she wanted to improve or to work on or for him to actually listen to. And he would take it sarcastically or try to make jokes until she just blew well, up. You know, In his yeah, defense, yeah. when she, he was like, oh shit, you're serious. He thought he's trying to make her feel better to improve the mood in her, in her narrative that no i'm done yeah you you she felt disrespected mm, big time you know and, and again this is part about active this is the active listening part right yeah i mean i'm i have friends tell me stuff and so many times i literally message am i listening or am i giving feedback and i'll get the you're listening like, thumbs up tell yeah, me more yeah. right uh, and sometimes at the end of all of that is there's silence and then i'll ask again are we done? And am I still listening? Or would you like feedback? <laughs> feedback. And then I give my warning. And I know my friends know it. And they're like, why do you keep saying it? I'm like, because need, it needs to be fresh in your head. Are you sure? Because I will tell you the truth. Whether you, I'm not going to tell you something you want to hear to make you feel better. I will tell you the truth. So don't ask me if you don't want the truth. You know? And this, by the way, this applies to everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, when, when I have like, uh, when people are cooking or, or, or like one of my good friends, she, she's a fantastic cook. She would cook something and we, we'd be over at her house, we'd be eating. Or when my son Abdullah cooks something, he knows this. He's like, he's grown up with me, right? So he knows this. And he's like, what do you think? I'm like, give me a second. I'll take a couple of bites and I'll be like, hmm. You know, for next time, adjust this, adjust this, adjust this, tweak this, cook this this way, cook that that way, do this, do this, do this. 
And they're like, oh, thanks, bro. Everyone else around the table is like, oh, it's good. It's so good. It's so good. And they're like, Ali, why can't you just say it's so good? I'm like, because the person didn't ask me just to get the compliment. They asked me for feedback. Hmm. And if and I asked them, like, do you want feedback? Or do but you want me to say it's good? But that's what I was just about to you know, say. I was, I was at, uh, you met Agir. We were at uh, his house last year. His mom, oh my God, mashallah, she is. Oh, <laughs> bless her, bless her. She's such a good cook. I ate so much. I had trouble breathing. I couldn't walk. It was so much food I ate. Of course. And, and I remember. Um, and then he had dessert after. Oh, of course I did. And she had cooked <laughs> something. And then she asked, uh, she asked me how it was. And, and Agid was translating for us. And I told Agid, I'm like, Agid, can you tell your mom if she's asking me a question, she wants the answer or she just wants me to say it's nice? Because I already told you, this is the bomb. I love it. It's so nice. And he told her and he, she's like, no, no, I want to know because I heard Ali cooks. I want to know. And I said, look, this is perfect. This is perfect. This is perfect. In this next time, try making this adjustment. Because I think if you make this adjustment, the meat will be a little bit more tender. Or whatever. I don't even remember what I said. Oh, you could see her face lit up. It's like, oh, wow. Quality advice. But that takes us to what you said in the beginning. Sender, receiver, channel. Yes. You yeah. can't do any kind of conversations without those three. Nope, we need nope. a receiver, sender, and a channel. So, I mean, just, just to kind of bring things full circle, I think we've well established communication is critical for a healthy relationship. And I think the takeaways are that everybody... Discuss big topics yes, in the beginning. Yes. In the early stages of relationships, put down the big topics, because if there are certain things that are deal breakers, better to walk away now. Oof. Yes. Right? And then everybody needs to work on being an active listener. Mm. Everybody needs to work on being a better communicator. And for that, there's tons of coaches. There's tons of yeah, people who specialize in it. There's courses. You know, Rahaf herself does a lot of this too. Um, these, things yeah, are, yeah, yeah. these things are very important. And being a good communicator, just if we want to wrap this, I would wrap it with that, is being a good communicator doesn't mean you're not going to be scared doesn't mean you're not going to feel nervous mm -hmm. and doesn't mean that you're going to be doing it like smoothly. No, you're going to feel the heat, feel the, the heat in your cheeks. Yes. You're going to feel like you're dizzy. Things are shaking around you, but you're going to still say the things you are want to say, because at the end of the day, this is what's going to either get you out of a problem or help you avoid one. Yes. So, 100% yeah. agreed. On that note, thank you very much, Raha, for being here. Again, oh, a wonderful you. podcast, wonderful conversations. And, and, Green flag. and for the very few of you out there who know what I'm about to say next, minutes well spent. Uh, thank you much. <laughs>